and welcome to the Great Food Debate presented by This Week Community News, a podcast about where to eat, drink, and more in Central Ohio. I'm Abby Armbruster, a page designer for This Week and also the host of this show. As you've already seen in the title of this episode, this week's topic is diners. Uh, we wanted to find out where the most delicious diners are in Columbus, and our panelists are here to share their answers. And joining me today are... Uh, hi, Jim Fisher, uh, arts editor for Columbus Alive magazine. And Jim, what's, what makes you an expert on diners? Uh, you did. <laughs> okay, good. By enough. inviting me to come here and talk about diners. Uh, I guess uh, just, uh, again, years and years of uh, diner dining. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, next to Jim, we have Aaron Edwards. I am a dining editor for Columbus Monthly. And what makes me an expert? Uh, You're the dining editor. Oh, yeah. Editor. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's right. That's, I feel that's like we're all do. underqualified except for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the third voice you already heard, introduce Is, uh, yourself. I'm Vince Tornero, and I'm the host of uh, the In the Record Store podcast. And what makes you an expert on diners? I like to eat. I, I am part Italian and part Spanish, uh, and so lots of food involved. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so each of you will each get about a minute to describe where the best place in Columbus is for dining, uh, for in a diner, and also why that's the best place in Columbus. So actually, Vince, we'll start with you, if that's okay. I don't think it qualifies as a diner. Uh, I, I would say if I had to pick one, I'd probably default to Buckeye Donuts. But if we're going, because it is similar, too. And I know we had a donut episode, but I think the one, if I had to pick one, I would say Jack and Benny's. There is uh, a really unique soul to I guess I would call it like really north campus up on up on high street there and I don't know I go in there and there is just something so endearing about a place that you can tell they haven't changed much of anything Mm -hmm. and when you can combine that with really good greasy spoon kind of breakfast then you got a pretty sweet combination there (laughs) and uh Vince what do you typically order when you're at Jack and Benny's uh gut buster what That's is pretty, that for uh, people who've never been? <laughs> it's 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 multi light. What is it, Jim? There, there's there's how many things are in there? There's the uh, hash browns. There is the ham. There is like a couple of eggs. Um, what else is? It? Oh, you got the gra- uh, the gravy. Yeah, there's gravy. There's bread. Uh, if you order breakfast and you order all of the pieces independently of themselves. They put it together and call it a gut buster break. <laughs> it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. That's awesome. All right. Uh, Aaron, where do you think the greatest place to uh, visit a diner is in Columbus? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat because I have two. Go ahead. One newfangled and one oldfangled. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so newfangled, I, I love Philco. It's sort of a modern take on a classic diner. Um, I pretty much love everything that um, the owners, uh, Tina and Randy Corbin, do. Uh, they also own uh, you know, Club 185, the Rossi. Um, but uh, it's, it's just cool. You feel cool mm-hmm. when you're there. Uh, but they have... You know, some fun takes on, like, breakfast tacos and uh, grilled cheese with Havarti. And Nutella. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, Nutella. Um, And then for Old Fangled, I got to go with uh, German Village Coffee uh, coffee house, mm. coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, and and you know they don't call themselves a diner, but I I consider it a diner. Uh, when I first moved here to Columbus, didn't know many people. I would walk in there; it's packed. You 
can't get a seat, but there's usually always one seat at the counter. Yes. And I would snag that. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best feeling. Love that place. Yeah. All right. And Jim, where do you think the best place to go? Uh, I'm going to cheat also and and have a a couple um, and maybe different reasons for each one. But uh, uh, I like Tommy's in Franklinton. Tommy uh, is a regular there. Uh, so if you're generally um, stopping in for a bite, uh, breakfast, uh, or even a late lunch, um, the chances that uh, that he'll be in there holding court are probably pretty good. Uh, and the food is terrific. Again, traditional sort of uh, greasy spoon breakfast stuff combined with real neat lunch specials. Um, I'm going to go uh, a little off the beaten path. Uh, Jack's Downtown Diner. Uh, is right in the alley behind um, the office of uh, uh, Columbus Alive and also uh, Columbus Monthly. Yes. Um, and uh, Jack is the cook. Um, and uh, so, again, if you're in there, the chances are pretty good that uh, if he's not preparing your entire meal, uh, that he's at least sharing duties. Um, and again, that's a terrific space, um, about as big as this room we're doing this <laughs> podcast in right now. Uh, if you would smash it and make it twice as long and half as wide. Um, and uh, just sit at the counter and uh, have a good time. Again, the really neat thing I think about those kinds of places is uh, uh, you'll still occasionally get called doll or darling <laughs> or something like that by the servers when they're uh, taking your order, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've spent uh, uh, most of my time in, in central Ohio in Delaware County, uh, and it would be remiss to not mention the Hamburger Inn uh, up in Delaware, uh, which is absolutely a classic uh, no booth, all bar uh, diner experience, um, and uh, their griddle there is terrific again for greasy spoon breakfast stuff and uh, um, cinnamon roll mm. uh, is a must when you're at the Hamburger Inn. So uh, apologize for uh, just sort of expanding that, but I like any <laughs> any place the places in Columbus in particular that belong to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Tommy's, uh, Jack's. Uh, Nancy's, for example, mm-hmm. uh, just all I love those places. Perfect. And uh, we'll go into uh, our first question, which is what qualifies as a diner? What what makes it a diner to you? Because even doing research, I, I kind of forgot about the fact that, oh, yeah, it used to be a dining car. That's what the whole inspiration was. But mm. that's not what I would picture when I think of I'm going to a diner. I don't think going into the big silver aluminum box, you know. So <laughs> uh, what, what makes it a diner? for you um Aaron let's start with you is it the atmosphere is it the counter space what is yeah (laughs) I think it's a combination of an interactive quality to it and you know what's on the menu Mm -hmm. um interactive wise you know it's really the kind of food you don't want to see being made (laughs) yeah prepared uh unlike you know I would gladly watch someone you know sous vide my duck and put uh, microgreens on it with, what? with tweezers. <laughs> sous vide. Oh, yeah. That's, That's the first time I heard this. Yeah. Oh, really? Can oh, we just use words like cut? <laughs> it's trending right now. That's a new thing. Sous vide is when you uh, cook something slow in a bag in a thing of water, and it... it <laughs> Heats up the temperature. It, yeah, yeah. But, but you it's, know, that's it's not. Trending you mean there's right other now. ways than an oven we can cook food? Yes. <laughs> that sounds pretty undinerish to me. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely the opposite of a diner. <laughs> but you know, a diner. You don't necessarily want to see that being made, but you are watching it being made. It's an experience. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it's the interactive quality. It's uh, you know, the, the breakfast classics 
So that's, to me, what makes a diner. And, Jim, I'll go to you next, and I'll actually prompt you because you mentioned uh, something about some grits that you've seen made on a flat top, and so I wanted you to ex- explain that. I'm glad you did because I was going to. Um, the, uh, the, the griddle top, I think, is, is part of the diner experience. Obviously, there are other foods. You can deep fry food in a diner. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a lot of diners now will, will serve salads, so they've got a little area for staging vegetables and stuff like that. So it's all good, but to me, the 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 core of the diner experience is the is the griddle, mm-hmm. um, and so anytime you're in a place where they're preparing most of your food in general physical proximity to the rest of the food that they're mm-hmm. that they're preparing for you, then that uh, I think that really speaks to the diner experience to me. Um, and again, being able to interact, Aaron mentioned the interactive aspect of it with the people who are taking your order, preparing your food, bringing you your food, all those kinds of things. It's always a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was in. A, a, a diner uh, actually in uh, Myrtle Beach uh, some years ago and uh, there was a, an item on the menu called the garbage grits uh, and so I was curious uh, so I asked the server I said what the, wh- what it was uh, or what is it and and so they explained that uh, uh, every so often they, they clean the the griddle by basically just taking a big scraper and scraping everything to one end and oh then they my. put the bowl of grits kind of underneath that and scrape the <laughs> remnants off of the griddle onto your grits and then that's your food. Thank so you I, for proving my point. <laughs> I, I ordered it and it was delicious. Uh, I don't know that I ever need to eat it again um, but it was it was really, really good. All the all the sort of the flavors and aromas and textures just sort of all mingled together on top of your grits. It was really, really a, a neat thing but uh, yeah, I think that the, the griddle top uh, is really what is the core of the diner. Sure, sure. And I would I would love just for Aaron to describe that in like a really classy way. <laughs> How do you describe garbage grits? They Maybe. were not sous vide, I will tell you that. <laughs> Maybe that's your challenge is make an upscale version of garbage right. grits. Garbage grits. Yeah. Really Come crispy dish. The chef's that would inspiration be good. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's already classy. Yeah. It's already classy. If, if any of our listeners want to take a chance at making an upscale garbage grits, I would love to see that. So yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, tweet us at this week news that would be great uh all right vince what makes a diner a classic diner for you Uh, i think i think jim had one important observation is is like the general proximity griddle like that that's really really important i think really what makes a diner for me is a lot of breakfast food being served Mm -hmm. uh to the decor hasn't changed since like you know kennedy was shot (laughs) um and then I'd say the third thing is really a barbershop style atmosphere. Mm. When you can mm-hmm. go in there and you can see the crusty old dudes sitting in there and you can say, they've been coming here forever. Yeah. That really also makes the soul of a diner as well because there's something really, really special about diners and it's a place where, like, for instance, you know, do you see, and I'm sure there are regulars in fancier, newer restaurants. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, there are. I mean, there, there just are some people out there, but I just feel like there is something really quaint and special and sweet about the relationship you build inside of a diner, and I'm not sure you're going to find that and say, not knocking them, but a Max and Irma's or, or something like that. Sure, you know, sure. Will, will you see that in an Applebee's? I, I don't know. Yeah. In a diner? I think you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like at, like at Jack's downtown. Oh my gosh. I'm yes. sure, you know, you know, 
so much state house business has been done there. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah. the personality of, of that place is not made from some corporate suit in Texas. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. made from people living and breathing here in Columbus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what makes places like that special. Yeah, I want to become that crusty old dude. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So I'm going to have to pick one of these diners and 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 just sort of eschew all the other choices and stay in the one so I can become a regular. And you have to order and, the same and thing. And order the yes. same thing. Right. Where you just walk in and, you know, automatically your food is brought to you yeah. without any. Yeah. They know what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if we see Jim shopping around, we know what he's doing. <laughs> diners, if you want me to be. No, nah, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, you are listening to the Great Food Debate. And Jim, I wanted to ask you, what what kind of dish do you always expect to see on a diner menu? What are you looking for when you go in? Uh, wow. Again, pretty much anything you can uh, prepare on a, on a griddle. So mm-hmm. you've got uh, all the entire breakfast menu pretty much, right? Uh, breakfast meat, uh, pancakes, French toast, uh, potatoes, all that's being cooked uh, on, on, the, on the griddle. Um, but then... Uh, hamburger uh, also being prepared in the same space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grilled cheese sandwich also being prepared in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, souve duck also <laughs> prepared. <laughs> now look, I don't know what souve means. If it's possible to souve a duck on a griddle, I would eat it. You probably could. I See, don't know. if you told me souve was something really vulgar, I'd probably believe you. That just shows you my complete ignorance of any cooking process. Like I said, if it's possible to sous, I don't know what sous vide means, but or how to pronounce it. It's, yeah, it's sous vide. Yeah. Sous vide. Sous vide. Yes. Yeah. I'm just gonna say subby, just to annoy Aaron. Yeah, subby my duck. I hear Yanni. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's right. Oh my gosh. Oh. When you say sous yeah. vide, I hear Yanni. Yeah. That's gonna date this episode. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Suvi has been mentioned in our own table talk by uh, uh, Gary Seaman. So, I mean, it it is a term we know. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a trend for 2018. Uh, But, okay, so uh, we already know what Jim likes to eat or what he looks for when he goes to a diner. Aaron, what are you typically looking for on the menu? Oh, my goodness. It has to have hash browns of some sort. That is key. Mm -hmm. Um and then the you know the the typical uh, breakfast foods, but I I love to see a good homemade pie. Oh yeah, love to see a good homemade. pie. We're gonna get into dessert later, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and Vince, what about you? I just remembered uh, the Nutcracker in Pataskala. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I my so so my wife's um, grandfather and I um, demands I call him Grandpa, which I love. It's it's sweet. It's a really nice thing. So Grandpa and I will go. He has a, a group of guys from his church, and every Saturday morning, first Saturday of every month, we'll go and we will have breakfast together. It's so cool uh, just to go in there and see these uh, these see these old guys just doing their thing. So I pick them up and we go and I, and I order a uh, slice of ham, uh, cheesy potatoes, uh, toast, and two eggs over medium. And so Ooh. that'd be the kind of thing that I would see. That in, sounds delicious. Uh, in, in a lot of a lot of menus that I think is 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 really important. Yeah. Perfect. That kind of breakfast food. And all three of you guys are more leaning towards breakfast than lunch, I guess, or are you typically not going to a diner for a lunch or dinner? Uh, Jim, are you typically not going there? Uh, I would direct your listeners to the previously recorded <laughs> breakfast episode That's right. of the podcast. Yes. At which I 
expressed my interest in eating breakfast food for all three meals of the day. That's true. Uh, that said, uh, if, if a hamburger and french fries or a grilled cheese sandwich uh, count as lunch, um, I know a lot of uh, a lot of diners will have a specialty dish that's an Italian dish. Um, I honestly probably won't go there uh, at a diner. I'm sure it's fine, but when you have the other choices, I'm probably going to opt for breakfast food. Well, it feels like it feels like diners are almost like an American thing. I mean, they're they're probably not, but it it, it feels like you should get American food mm-hmm. at an American institution. It's it's assumed it's going to be more American fare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. It's fair. But would you that be going said, there? Yes. That said, are you only going there for breakfast or are you going there for lunch or dinner? Uh I I, I'm probably going to default to breakfast. I, I'd love breakfast any any time. <laughs> breakfast food any time of the day, yeah. All right. And Aaron, what about you? I would also default to breakfast, but, uh, you know, I love a good diner burger for sure. Um, but I did want to mention a place, uh, shameless plug, that I just wrote about uh, in Columbus Monthly, the June issue. Pick it up. Uh, <laughs> Three Brothers Diner, which is in Grove City, not far from here, actually. Oh, um, okay. And uh, it's three brothers from Mexico. So they have uh, American classics, but they also kind of have um, uh, Latin, you know, flavors uh, with some of their dishes. So or or Cuban, um, Cuban sandwiches. Uh, It's delicious. That sounds Um, amazing. They do a really good job there. It doesn't look like a typical diner. You don't have a counter um, and you can't see the griddle, but uh, they they are putting out some some good food. Hmm, that yeah. sounds awesome. And I'll need to try that soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we all know the concept of the blue plate special that most diners are famous for having. Maybe not now, today, but uh, the old school diners probably still do. Um, so if you had to create your own classic blue date uh, blue plate special, uh, let's say that's like a main dish and then two side dishes, what would what would your quintessential order be? Uh, Vince, let's start with you. Uh, it had to involve apple pie. Oh, yeah. At okay. At some point. And I know we'll get to dessert later. But um, honestly, I'd probably just say just just a classic burger. Like, yeah. you got, like, I'm just, I know I'm defaulting back to a like classic <laughs> American fare, but I'm thinking about it. And it's got to have a little bit of French fries. It's got to have a nice, you know, greasy burger. Um, and then I'd say just lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion, mayo, all that stuff. Um, and then, you know. Just a nice Coke on the side. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's really it, you know. And then and then some apple pie, and, and you're good to go to the drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what's your quintessential meal? Uh, I would go the same, probably. Um, I really enjoy uh, a grilled cheese sandwich with bacon. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I might opt for that. Um, but yeah, probably French fries. And then again, just a classic. If we're talking two sides, you're talking two sides before you get to dessert. And I'm going pie also probably with a dessert. <laughs> or even after a, a lunch type meal, I might go with a cinnamon roll, which is a sort of a diner thing. Mm, yeah. um, but uh, why not? Uh, just if you're going to have two sides, just also scoop some uh, pre-canned or pre-jarred applesauce in a bowl for me yes. and set it right next to my hamburger to with French that's, fries. Yeah. That's a classic sort of diner bonus side dish. Yes. So, yeah, applesauce. Applesauce or cottage cheese, I cottage feel like. Cheese. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Prop to the applesauce mention. Yes. <laughs> All right, Erin, uh, build us your, your blue plate special. Oh, my goodness. Uh, probably BLT on on white bread. Uh, fr- you know, French fries, 
Jello as a side. So mm, yeah. So good. I grew up going to meet and threes in the south, uh, which is sort of like a diner, but a little bit different. Uh, so you have meat and then three veg. But my three vegetables were usually Jello. That counted as a vegetable. Um, you know. With carrots in it, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shredded. Nasty yeah, yeah. Yes. jello with nasty shaped carrots. Jello, mashed potatoes, and, you know, rice. I considered those vegetables. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to mention, because it's classic to me and maybe to no one else, uh, the. the I, I was out to eat with some friends, and uh, there were many, many potato offerings as uh, side dishes. And uh, one one guy had ordered uh, whatever the meal was. I think it was a, like a pulled pork sandwich or something, and had French fries and potato salad as his sides. And said, "Oh, that sounds like an awful lot of potatoes." <laughs> <laughs> Take away. <laughs> Take away the French fries and bring me hash browns instead. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! That's amazing. But that's a beautiful thing. I would take all three if you would if you would let me. But you said we could only have two side dishes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! You are now listening to the Great Food Debate. And uh, do you prefer greasy spoons, or even if you wanted to turn? Uh, Define greasy spoon versus a traditional uh, or versus a mo- more modern diner, like you mentioned, Philco earlier, Aaron. Um, but greasy spoon, I feel like I've never thought of a greasy spoon without thinking of a diner. I mean, can do you even have an example of a greasy spoon that's not a diner? <laughs> I feel like they're one and the same, but I don't know. Wow, that's that's a really tough question. <laughs> what is a greasy spoon that's not a diner? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I do think that they're synonymous. Probably, I'm thinking off top of my head if there's some way to separate the two, but I can't. I can't do it. They're really stuck together, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think you can separate the two. I really and, don't. And since Aaron already mentioned Philco being more of a you know new version of a diner. Mm. Uh, Vince or Jim, do either of you prefer, I mean, obviously you prefer the classic diner, but would you ever see yourself going to a modern diner, or is that just not your scene? Yeah, if somebody's paying. Yeah. (laughs) Just being honest. Good enough answer. (laughs) What's Starliner? Somebody tell me what Starliner is. Oh, yeah. Is that that, that a, is that a, that's not a greasy spoon, right? No, it's Uh more, there's some really, okay, so Buddy and I went there, uh, Hilliard area, Mm -hmm. um, and Starliner Diner has some, has some Cuban influenced food. It's really cool. If you actually follow them on Twitter, they like put their daily menu out and it's like literally somebody writing on like college ruled notebook paper (laughs) with a pencil. That's awesome. And it's hilarious. So yeah, it's, I don't know if I would, I don't know. They call it a diner, but it's not the classic style diner that you would expect. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose if you wanted to fool someone like myself into <laughs> coming into your establishment, just call it a diner, even if it's not, and I will probably <laughs> wander in. And then I'll yeah. look at your menu, and if there's not a whole bunch of greasy breakfast food on it, I might just walk right out. Right. <laughs> well, you've got Cap City. Oh, yeah, Cap City Diner. Fine Diner. Yeah, yes. that's true. That's yeah. True. Yes. And it's usually actually wins Best of Columbus as the best diner. Right. Um, so is that a diner? Yeah. yeah. It's 
Coca-Cola. I would say probably not, but maybe, I mean, I don't know. I've only well, they are borrowing from the fifties style kitsch. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the thing is you talked a little bit about the the atmosphere, um, and they do borrow that, and so does Starliner. Mm-hmm. Um, has sort of that tile and vinyl, mm-hmm. yeah feel to it even if it's not exclusive to their decor right yeah can we just like just for cap city diner those pork chops are <laughs> excellent my wife and i so we went there on a date and she was like, gotta get the pork chops I'm like well what am i gonna get she's like no no trust me what's with the pork chops <laughs> and i was full <laughs> like and so it's it's the cap city diner consistently Offer. I've never. I've never had a bad meal there, mm-hmm. and no Cameron Mitchell's not paying me to say this. <laughs> no, seriously, it's really good. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Jim, because that actually is a place where it is diner. They borrow some of the stuff, but you're not going to be getting hash browns fried up on a griddle. Right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more upscale than mm-hmm. the traditional diner, mm-hmm. and it's not like cash only or something as some diners are. <laughs> and uh, Michael's Goody Boy is a slightly altered take on all of that. It has an old style feel to me, if mm-hmm. not quite yeah. exactly the greasy spoon, traditional greasy spoon menu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, there are there is some play in in what what qualifies as a diner. Um, but I think if it's a greasy spoon, it's probably a diner, whether that's in the name of it or not. Well, I remember um, before Michael's Goody Boy, I, I guess, came under new ownership. I don't know the particulars of it, but I remember before they really renovated that place, I had I, I skipped class, I, I believe, at Ohio State, and I took the Coda bus, uh, the number two, down to Michael's Goody Boy, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try this place. And so I had Coney's there, and I remember um, I was sitting next to two dudes who I'm pretty sure were homeless. <laughs> But I remember, I just loved that, and it was so fun. Like there was no society, there was no division, there was nothing. We're just two, we're just three, you know, men here eating, and and it was it was a great experience and stuck with me because it just felt like, you know, kind of getting serious here, but like social equality was completely leveled in that moment mm-hmm. in time, and I was just hanging with them. It was just su- such a neat experience. So yeah, Michael's Goody Boys is another great place. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to dessert. We all know that that you know little glass square rectangle cube thing uh, that has all the different pies rotating around or uh, whatever else. So, um, Aaron, what are you typically gravitating towards? You mentioned pie. What kind of pie are you getting? Well, I love a like a chocolate pie with a meringue. Oh. Uh, that's extremely tall. Yes. The taller, the better. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm getting for sure. Jim, what about you? Fruit pie. Fruit pie. Uh, blueberry, apple, peach cherry getting hungry just <laughs> listing off the pies yes. <laughs> i'll see you guys later right uh vince what about you i, I would say i would agree that i think the manliest choice is definitely a fruit pie yeah see cake just sounds just uh, no offense no offense ladies but cake just sounds more feminine to me <laughs> so i would say pie for sure um but really what I would say is the pie that I love the most is a peanut butter pie. Mm. Just, you got to have that thick fudge on top drizzled on the uh, cream, and that's just straight up yeah. really good. Oh, I forgot one thing, though. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. Cobbler. Peach cobbler. Oh, yes! <laughs> It's really that's just what happens when they go to serve your pie, and it like falls. It falls off the little serving spatula and just onto your plate, and just kind of crumbles around. And they just oh well, we have cobbler cobbler today. That's pineapple upside down, Kate. 
there is uh, again and I've mentioned the cinnamon roll a couple of times but that um, uh, ostensibly that could be your whole breakfast right if you sure. wanted to just have a cinnamon roll for breakfast it's not unheard of um, for a pastry to be breakfast mm-hmm. um, but for me uh, you go there uh, at a diner and you've had already your full breakfast and you, you can take a cinnamon roll and uh, especially one that's fresh baked um, but then you can like you cut it in half uh, and you put a little butter down on can the, I just like add some background right you put, <laughs> put the butter on the put the butter on the on the gr- on the griddle and put a little butter in on the inside the cut inside part of the cinnamon roll uh, and and just oh, stop it you tease. and heat it up <laughs> grill it up right there uh, a little bit I don't know like 45 seconds or so and then just uh, just serve it straight off the oh man again I don't know why I'm even still here <laughs> I'm so sad we didn't come prepared with uh, cinnamon rolls to bring you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's totally legit dessert. Oh, yeah. No contest here. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. Uh, you are listening to the Great Food Debate. Um, and I'm a little remiss that none of you mentioned milkshakes or malts or anything. Oh That's what goodness. I'm typically gravitating towards if I'm at a diner. That's a treat. So I'm shocked. None of you I'm like, mortified. I I, I can't even live with myself. I know. Abby. You know, I no, I, I think I think that is that is definitely one of those things. Um, you got it with the classic chocolate milkshake. Like you, you just you just you just can't beat that. I'm I'm in total old soul at heart. I love Eddie Griffith. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all that stuff. Um, so classic chocolate milkshake with the whipped cream and cherry on top. You can't beat it. Yeah, no. or chocolate malt. Yeah. Or chocolate malt. Oh, yeah. oh, so what good. is the difference with that? I don't ever know. They don't, There's they don't malt taste. powder in it. Yeah. That's the only difference. There, there you it. go. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh, yeah. They're both good. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. So, yeah, the malt malt powder tastes like what a Whopper would be without the okay. chocolate. But, I mean, that's that's what makes it malt. Okay. So, that's the malt. Okay. Because yeah. I knew, like, there's a malt powder in it. I just didn't know, like, yeah, you know, that's what, it tastes what like. the fancy magic is. Yeah. It's not a Colt 45, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother malt altogether. Okay. Okay. Glad you clarified that. All right. Uh, and so let's talk about the classic chain restaurants that are diners like Steak and Shake, you know, Waffle House, you could say that definitely. Um, maybe Johnny Rockets, that's more themed restaurant, but still diner-ish. Um, or even maybe IHOP. I don't know if they have a diner uh, counter, but you're not seeing them make the food, so maybe not. But if you had to go to one of those classic chains, which one are you going to? Vince, let's start with you. I, I've never been to Waffle House. So really what? Crazy. What? Yes. Uh, we need to pause the podcast right now. That I haven't left already. <laughs> Let's just, now I'm going to we, leave. We all got to get in the car Let's right just go now. Outside. You can slap me. It's okay. <laughs> no, I, I haven't been to Waffle House, so for, forgive me for that. I think if I had to Do go... Do you just mean before midnight? Yeah, like how no, many ever? I've never today. been Today. You just mean today. I haven't been there yet. Today. Today. I've never... No, no. I've never been. Has that been a, conscience, a, a conscious decision? Or why did you? I no, I just. Like, never, how is that? How is that possible? I just never. It's not like against my religion or anything. <laughs> I just. I just never gone. Oh my gosh, this is an experience. I cannot believe. This. I want to. I do. I. I do want to go. It's just I've never done it. You have to go at like one in the morning for sure, as as Aaron alluded to. You. Oh yes. But if if I had to, if I had to pick a chain, I I I don't know if I would just because I feel like. 
diners are the, the the appeal of diners is that when you go somewhere else you can't get that experience anywhere else you, 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 that's that's to me what a, a part of what the heart and soul of a diner is mm-hmm. is that it's not available anywhere else and you can't package it in some corporate branding structure that's a totally valid point I, I totally understand where you come from there Waffle House 3.4 miles from our current location <laughs> just in case you're curious oh my we can gosh. get there in like six minutes straight out of here oh man six yeah. and a half if you hit a light right yeah I wish they served cinnamon rolls I don't think they do though <laughs> uh, Aaron if you had to pick a chain where would you where would you be headed I, I mean I'm afraid it, it, it's Waffle House Waffle House where well, I have you grew been. up in the south so that's probably more exactly yeah yeah scattered smothered covered that's all right. the way yeah um, <laughs> and what are you typically ordering there scattered smothered covered <laughs> hash browns yes uh, and yeah you know I like I like omelets um you know so maybe an, a western omelet denver, or a denver omelet are those the same thing maybe no I'm i don't so think sorry. so oh um, gosh you stumped me i don't know yeah <laughs> but so, so some choice. sort of colorado omelet of some sort western omelet perfect <laughs> all right and uh jim what about you um you know, uh, a chain that that does a pretty good job at diner food is Denny's. Oh yeah, sure, um, Denny's. So I would probably opt first for the Waffle House, but just to offer uh, this is a debate after all. Yes, um, I'll throw uh, uh, I'll throw Denny's in there. But that's a greasy um, spoon, not a diner. Oh, would you say? <laughs> no. Is that even possible? <laughs> You've blown my mind, Aaron. I just, you just derailed it's, the poor guy. The whole thing is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah, I'm literally. I would agree with you. I'm not 100 percent sure that it qualifies as a diner, but uh, this is a debate, and I felt like I needed to offer another right. option, so I said Denny's. Is that, is that where you get the Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity? What it might be. I, I, just, I the, just wanted to say that. I knew you can get yes. the moons over my hammy. Yes. At Denny's. That's a Denny's, yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, Grand Slam. Uh, oh, yeah, and the pretty, Grand Slam. Yeah. Pretty straightforward yeah. diner style. The meal. menus are pretty similar between all of them, I would say. You know, what, you know what my memory of Denny's is? If I had to pick one, I'd probably just say Denny's if, if I had to, had to choose one. But there is a... Uh, no. There is a, a Denny's attached to the Flying J out east, out on 70. Yeah. And so if I had to pick a diner, I'd pick that one. And that one was funny because I remember my buddy and I went to go buy fireworks to legally shoot them <laughs> off in uh, um, here in an undisclosed location. <laughs> and so we went and we decided to go to the, the Denny's over there. And I remember we talked to the waitress. And my experience of Denny's is the breakfast was fine. But I remember the waitress saying something that her boyfriend just got out of prison. <laughs> So not only did we have a nice classic American style <laughs> breakfast, we also had a little entertainment as well. And curiosity yes. was way beyond peaked. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love those stories. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, is there any other? Are there any other diners that we haven't mentioned that we should mention, either for a specific meal uh, or a specific item they sell, or just the atmosphere? Did we miss any any of them? So many. We so many. Okay, no, Aaron, so go. Many. No, no. Uh, well. Stavs in, oh, sure. uh, in Bexley. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of newer, maybe two years old, something like that. Okay. Uh, that's a great one. Um, let's see. I actually was out in Canal Winchester, and I went to Canal Wigwam for the first time. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. place is a total throwback. And, uh, man, they they serve up some good diner food. 
really, really cute place. Awesome. You know, was, uh, there was one that just hit my mind, and I just totally escaped, and I shouldn't have said anything, because now this is going to be an awkward <laughs> transition out of what I'm saying right now. That's okay. Um, I can't... Oh, there was... Uh, there, oh, oh, Grill and Skillet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was one that just, just popped into my mind. I know a lot of folks are, are, are dedicated to that. I personally mm-hmm. haven't been there, but I, I know that that is one that has been around for quite some time. So when you can tell that that neon sign outside of that diner mm-hmm. is, you know, faded and, and was probably up when they invented, you know, the, the motorized uh, horse carriage, <laughs> that it's, 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 there's something special there. There's something special that lives inside that, that sure. building. Sure, yeah. I agree with that. Is it Golden Donut? Is that the place that's like on Parsons on the south side? Sounds kind of right. Golden Donut. Somebody help me. I, I just, I'm Googling it right now. So someone fill time. I think it's the same owner, actually, as Stav's. Oh, really? Golden really? Donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden Donuts. Uh, yeah. Lockbourne Road. Yes. Uh, is uh, also one that just hasn't been mentioned um, where they, they do real... Uh, High quality, traditional, greasy spoon diner food. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, we have many, many offerings for our listeners. But in case we missed any, uh, be sure to tweet at us or email us. Uh, you can tweet us at This Week News or email us at online at thisweeknews.com. Uh, or if you have a suggestion for a future episode, uh, send us an email at online at thisweeknews.com or tweet at us. Um, so I guess we've, we've covered everything, I believe. But um, if... Any of our listeners want to hear more from you? Vince, where can they find you? Uh, just at Vince Tornero on uh, Twitter. But really, if you want to see what I uh, invest a lot of my time in, it's at in Record Store. It's a great local music podcast, and there's a lot of great talent. So come check it out. Perfect. And Aaron, where can they find more about you? Uh, ColumbusMonthly.com. Uh, also at Columbus Monthly or at E.G. Edwards. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Is that on Twitter, I'm guessing? On Twitter and okay. Instagram. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, Jim, what about you? Uh, yeah. Uh, content at uh, ColumbusAlive.com and uh, occasionally tweeting uh, random things at, at F-E-E-S-H. That's Fish. Uh, alive. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, be sure any other fellow uh, Waffle House lovers, they need to at Vince right now and say, yes. go to Waffle House ASAP. I'm just I'm just going to go to wa- Waffle House today. <laughs> you have to. Say, honey, here we got dinner plans. They're at Waffle House. <laughs> I'll text her right now. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Or you can hear every episode on our website at thisweeknews.com. This is Abby Armbruster signing off and stay hungry.